that's what you are Unforgettable Though near or far Explicitly us at gmail.com Hello and welcome back to Explicitly Us Fun, friendly and good for the whole family It's sure to put a smile on your face so get ready all the way from Table 19 Studios, your hosts, Andy and Trista. I may have pushed the wrong button. <laughs> Good luck with your editing. <laughs> I, I may or may not have pushed the wrong button. I don't think it sounded terrible. It's just not exactly what I meant to push. But it all works out in the end. Ready? Another one. I don't even know what episode we're on. We're in the 50s. Can't be 50s. What was your last Instagram post? Well, I think the numbering system's all <gasps> off. Oh, man. Yeah, because using two different platforms and they use different tracking for the amount of episodes we've done. Uh, it's got to be way it over. It says 54. But this can't be right because there's 52 weeks in a year and we've been doing this for longer than a year. It's true. So that can't be. So I don't know what the 50-something 50, 50 is for. I don't know. Is it... And the year's nowhere near over. And we start... We start January 1 as Why a new season. Why does somebody say... Have a dash? Like 3-15. Well, it's season 3. Oh, episode seasons. 15. Yeah, Why are we're there the seasons? Th- because we're a, we are a uh, seasonal... Seasonal How do show. they divide it into seasons? Well, I did. Technically. How? I think yearly, but I'll be honest, I don't remember. Well, we haven't been doing it three years. Well, the first year was the September. No. When did we start? It would have been May. No. I don't know the month. <laughs> I was I was going by I was going by um, COVID, but I, not knowing when we started. We started in the middle of the year. At the end of the year. I think I called that the end of season one, and I started season two. We did that for a year, and now we're in season three. Oh my goodness! Because it, and it's not that it's a, it's not that it's a seasonal change necessarily, where you know you have a beginning and end like thematic season. It's more about keeping track, right? Keeping track of it, and it I, doesn't even make sense. Instead like, of well, keeping track of I, it, I need to stop doing seasons because honestly, <laughs> honestly, if you're I think, as bad I as think, Anthony. <laughs> I think another. I think another very popular podcast just keeps track of their shows, and they're in the hundreds. You know, they're on show we'll never two, know. three hundred. You can go back and count. I can just go back and count and be like, okay, this is starting season this, oh, and then dear. from then on, I'll probably end up doing that. I'll probably just need. What is it? It'll take five minutes to go back and count all the episodes, figure out how many we've had, and then just say, okay, this is. We expect blank. an official report next week from you. On how many? Yes. I can't guarantee. Come on now. It's you can all, do it. If I forget, no. then I won't do it. <laughs> but oh. I probably just need to change it. Honestly, because it's very aggravating every week to be like, all right, is it 315, 316, 322? I, it's just a little, little tiny slice of aggravation when I'm editing and putting it out there and loading it and stuff because i don't keep any notes whatsoever on anything i have so. the notes i have them all no i don't keep notes as far as 
how many episodes we have out there or you know it's not like i keep a ledger if of this. you had asked me i could have done it i didn't know i didn't know all i do is put the dates on here and then everything we talk about so next week if i have if i have a number and we stop doing seasons and we just do numbers numbers episode, num- episode numbers. this and then we'll, keep, we'll be able to keep track yeah. that that will actually give us a more concise not concise precise number of shows we've done let's do it okay the decision has been made we're changing from seasonal to just show numbers and they'll go on forever for eternity i don't know about all that i can do it um i can do that that won't be too difficult i'll just have to get an official number that's fine whatever 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 so trista yes I forget what we're going to start out with because your week? because of this thing over here I was pushing buttons on. Mm-hmm. It totally knocked me out. Our week's been good. We've had a lot of good um, news. One day I went out with you and um, school's over so you have a little bit more time and I had to run out and I was like had to do like four or five different errands and where we live it's very difficult to get things done. Either the office is closed, just so the person who needs to work on it is not there. Various things. The computer's down. The computer's down. The down. It's always something. And the day you went out, God was just shining down on us because everything worked out perfectly. Perfectly. Uh, Example, I went over to the electrical office to get the electric turned on at our new building. That went very smoothly awesome was not expecting to go smooth and it did go smooth then i had to go over to the dmv because there's something wrong with um the what's that paper called title the title for vehicle there was something wrong on the title and that wouldn't have been good you know in the future if i tried to sell it or something so it's that's been that happened at the beginning of COVID. i've had this you know title wrong for the last two years so i had something i needed to get done i went by there and they were like very accommodating and was able to get it done uh then it was like 3 50 and i had to go to two different banks there was something else in there too two different banks before four o'clock the post office you did the post office while while i was in and there was something there waiting for us that we needed Mm -hmm. car parts for our Broken down janky car, right? Need new wheel bearings. And they happen to be there, which is great because we need them for this week. So that was something else that happened. And then we had 10 minutes to go to two banks. By the time I got to the first bank, it was 5-2. And honestly, I expect them to have the doors locked already because that is something that sometimes happens is they'll lock the doors 5, she 10, 15. as soon as you walked out. 5, 10, 15 minutes funny. Uh, before it actually closes. And so I got there five till and I walked in and nobody told me to get out. It was amazing. (laughs) Then I took care of my deposit, walked out, and it was right at four or 401 or 402, something like that. And I started walking to the car because I'm like, well, the other bank is closed. And I look across the street at the other bank because they're across the street from one another. And it has the door is cracked open, which usually is not because they have security doors. We have to but they have to buzz you in. Mm-hmm. But this door is cracked open, and I'm like, I, I looked at you in the car and I just shrugged my shoulders because you were looking at the same thing. And I thought I'll give it a try, you know. So I walk over there, and 
I, I walked right in like, you know, I didn't ask if I could come in. I just walked right in and got in line like nothing. And nobody said anything. And I was able to get that done, too. Like four, two minutes after the bank's supposed to close, I was able to get it done. Come to find out. That story is really good the way it is. Because people are riveted to this story. Come to find out that bank doesn't close till 430. <laughs> That's why it was open. But the door is open, which is odd. But you still got it done. But I still got it done. So it was like, it was like, bam, 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 bam. Never have I been uh, that productive in my errands as, as right then and there. So then you went out the next day without me and yeah, couldn't get anything. Done. Yeah. And then I had to go back out and got nothing done. Absolutely nothing. And I have to wait till next week now because everything's closed. Charm. You are my charm. You are. Now, did we talk about you playing volleyball and Callie playing volleyball? Oh, mercy. Did we talk about that yet? Probably. Callie and Trista are back into their uh, volleyball leagues. Callie's doing much better. She's advanced quite a lot. Trista's the same. Always the same. Uh, she's doing well. Trista likes to play. It's her favorite sport. If you don't know that about Trista, she loves volleyball. She's getting old. Can't keep up with them young girls anymore. But I can, actually. Can you? Tell us about it. I can. can. I do. I do. Yes. But let's be honest. They're out of, they're more out of shape than you are. So I hang with them. Yeah. They hang with me, maybe. (laughs) You do a good job. It's always fun. Maybe I inspire them. That's what I tell myself. You think so? Maybe I inspire them. A 38-year-old woman playing volleyball still? Perhaps. And the girls on our team are all in their 20s, young 20s, not young 20s, yeah. low 20s, you say? Do you say young 20s, old 20s? Young, low 20s. I don't Early know. Early 20s. Early, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Early like, 20s. Wait, something's off. Yeah. Early 20s. Some of them even younger yeah. than that. Graduated high school, but. It's like 17 and up, I think is what mm. they go with. But you play with them. And you go to practice when Callie goes. You guys go to the same practice. And there's a couple different teams practicing. And you guys throw into games together during practice. And you play against different age groups and things. It's good all around. So you and Callie have been playing. First game, you guys did okay. Second game, you guys got smoked. It It was was, pretty rough. It was an embarrassment, I heard. I wasn't there that time. It wasn't an embarrassment. It just wasn't. Nobody was on like they were the first game. Hmm. Maybe it was me not being there. Maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're my good, good luck charm. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, so you've been doing that. That's been fun. It's been exciting. It's been nice having something for you guys to get out and do out in the community. Community. That's been nice. Um, you've been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Good. What else, Trista? What else have you been filling up with your work since school has ended? I'm finishing up my record keeping. You still haven't finished that yet? I have three of the kids completed and their report cards done. And the last child that finished, I still have to do her (laughs) record keeping. Oh my goodness. So one more student. I've never been so close to killing a child before. (laughs) I put hers off till last because I was like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So I'll finish that up soon. So... That's going to get done, and you have the kids on a schedule. We talked about that. Did you talk about your reading list that you have for them? With them? 
Have I talked about it with, with them? them for them? No, not talked about them with us. Oh, on the podcast. Yes. I don't think I have. Um, the kids have enjoyed me reading to them and I can remember, I don't know if your mom, did she used to read out loud to you? At some point in my life, I'm sure she did. My mom, especially when we homeschooled, we would have like a reading time and she'd sit and read to us. Anyway, the kids I found out have really liked that. I kind of started it with Oliver and AJ. They were more of struggling readers. And so I wanted to do more reading out loud to them, um, which I think really helped. They've both picked up their reading a little better this year. But they they just really enjoy it. So we kind of I kind of decided, well, I'll carry that into the summer. So I have a reading list, some books that I purchased or I already had that I wanted to read with them. And we started the first one a couple days ago. And we don't necessarily do it every day, just kind of depending on our time. I'd like to do it every day. I like to be very scheduled. But sometimes it just doesn't happen. But we started, um, I actually got for Christmas for myself, because if you don't know this about me, I love children's books. I say I collect them. Um, would you call it a collection? I feel like it is. Yes, you collect like, them. I even just buy them, like to have them for myself. I don't know. I'm just kind of weird like you that. Don't, you don't curl up in a corner with a stack of children's books and read. No. No. She doesn't do but that. But I like to read them to the kids. Yep. I like to have them on the shelf. There are books that I read when I was younger mm -hmm. that I like to collect and keep because I really enjoyed them. There, there was a day when even if you didn't have a large house or even if you weren't rich, every household aspired to have a library. A library of sorts, Yeah. And, and it may have been just books on a shelf or books in a whole room, but you had a library of the things that you liked, maybe things you liked to research at the time because this is before computers and the internet, and so you might have books on certain research topics. Well, yours is um, children's books is part of the library that you like to have in mm -hmm. your house. So it's not strictly a collection as much as the natural tendency maybe of our generation and before us. To have books now it's not so much um a desire of people to have just books and because here's the thing a lot of people today they don't buy a book unless they read it but used to people would buy books just to have that book in the house mm -hmm. so that they could read it if they wanted to or if they needed to but it wasn't always something bought just to read right then and there it's just to add to the library mm -hmm. the personal library so that's kind of how i feel about books and yeah. i i love books myself but it doesn't mean every book i get i'm going to read right now i just like to have them so that i have sure. a selection in my library and i don't have to go looking for something to read so this one that we just started i actually got received as a christmas gift and it is the little pilgrim's progress so the children's version of Pilgrim's Progress. Um, and it's written... By John Bunyan. Three, uh, by Helen L. Taylor, adapted it. Oh, okay. Um, and it's written from the perspective of its animals. Okay. So like the little pilgrim is a rabbit. Okay. 
And then there was an illustrator who did a beautiful job. I love illustrations as well, even though I'm not an artist or even close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Sutphin. And he did an amazing job illustrating different animals going through this book. So I, I actually loved it because of the illustrations is why I bought it. But it's a really big book, hardcover, um, beautiful pictures, illustrations. So I'm reading that with the kids right now. I also bought, because Oliver had a little reading excerpt at the end of the year about a missionary slash medic um, who went to the Arctic regions. His name was Wilfred Grenfell. And so we were just kind of fascinated with part of his story. And I was like, hey, we should see if they have a book about him. And so I bought the children's version of that one put out by Lightkeepers. So that one is on the way. It's not here yet. Also, and I think we've talked about this before, um, Oliver, I think you got a book for Oliver maybe a year or so ago. Um called Way of the Warrior Kid. Mm. And um written by Jacko. Jacko something Jacko. Willink. Is it Jacko something Willink, or something Jacko? Jacko Willink. Is what it looks like. Okay. Um who is, I believe, an MMA fighter. Um and he's retired former former Marine maybe or former Navy special SEAL. He might be something. Navy SEAL, something like that, the, yeah. The guy in the book, like it's about a little boy and his uncle comes to stay with him for the summer and his uncle's a Navy SEAL. And the dad is not present. The dad is not present, although he's talked about in the book. I think he like goes away on business a lot Mm -hmm. because they mentioned him some at the beginning of the second book that we started. But um, the kid is like, it's built around the, the premise that um, he's not confident. He, he can't do a pull-up. Like, yeah, they're supposed weak. to do one pull-up in their gym class, and mm-hmm. he can't do a pull-up, and so he gets made fun of, and he feels like mm-hmm. he can't stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. So his uncle trains him through the summer to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, work out. To practice. work out, to stand up for himself. He, Have character. He does jiu Anyway, very good book. Oliver enjoyed it. It's it's more a character building book than a physical bodybuilding book. Like he's not yes, encouraging bodybuilding, but character exactly. through bodybuilding. It's the discipline of it, yes. yeah, to build the character. Just the whole But it's but it's written on the level of a ten yep. year old. Yep. And so the second one is called Mark's Mission and the uncle comes back like a year later. For another summer, mm. and this kid named Mark had a really good school year, but then something big happens, like on the last day of school, and he like blows it. Mm. And so his uncle comes, and then we just started the first couple of chapters because they were at the end of the other book. Mm. So we we're like, let's see what the next one's about. Um, so his uncle comes back again for the summer, and it's going to start on that again. So those are the three I have right now, and then crazy. I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with ACE, Accelerated Christian Education, which both of us use that curriculum through school. Mm -hmm. 
but we were doing a Bible study the other day going through the book of Philemon, and it triggered in my mind a book that we read in ACE for literature called Twice Freed. So I found that one and ordered it to read with the kids about Onesimus. Um, Onesimus and fictional, but based on that biblical accounting. And then that triggered me to remember some other AC literature books. So I then also ordered God's Smuggler about a missionary who takes smuggles Bibles behind the Iron Curtain. And Little One Made of Israel about the maid, the Israel Israelite maid for Naaman who has leprosy and he mm-hmm. goes to the Jordan to dip mm-hmm. and be healed. So that's also a fictional story about that biblical event. Mm-hmm. So I got those three as well. So you just been on a book rampage. I just, this is what I do. I love books and I love children's books mm-hmm. and I love for the kids to be excited about reading. And so I'm constantly trying to find, we don't have a library where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the oldest to really enjoy reading. And I feel like a lot of times they, I can't get them enough to keep them. Oh no, they read very fast. They, and they read books over and over again. Yeah. So I try to, I just try to constantly be buying books mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. They, they read a lot. Um, fiction and nonfiction. Mm-hmm. They're good at that. Uh, I was going to ask you something, and it slipped my mind. No, I wasn't going to ask you something. I was going to say something, and that is about uh, your purchasing books and something else that's coming up. The fact that you're purchasing books made me think about this topic about July. For any of our people out there that like to shop on Amazon, which is a place that we find books at times. Mm-hmm. Amazon Days is coming up in July. Mm-hmm. And I was going to share with them our latest um, idea in planning for oh, okay. Amazon Prime. Are you quite finished with your book synopsis? Yep, that was Reca- it. Okay, good. So if you're like us, you get around to Amazon Prime Days. And no, now we buy a lot on Amazon. We buy food from Amazon. Sometimes, yeah. We buy toiletries from Amazon. We buy our clothes from Amazon because it's the best pricing and we have access to it. And they do quite well with taking returns, Mm -hmm. I've noticed. And uh, if you spend enough on Amazon, spend enough time on Amazon, um, there's even times when you go to return something, they're like, eh, just keep it. We'll send you a new one, Mm -hmm. you know. And so it depends on what the item is. But I find they're quite easy. It's a no-hassle return to where there's been times when we've needed to order something. We order. It's the wrong size. We send it back and order another one, and it's like zero hassle. So it's an easy way to shop when you don't have access to Walmart or whatever. Um, And we do a lot of Christmas shopping and birthday shopping on Amazon. So when Prime Days comes around, that's a time when we we're like, okay, is there anything on Prime Day that we need to get for Christmas that's long time away? But if you're like us or maybe my mom, you know, growing up, I remember she would start buying Christmas presents in January. Mm. I mean, she would start early because, again, remember, I'm from a family of eight. 
and you can't buy presents for everybody in November. That's impossible. You really have to start early. And also, you get a lot of deals after holidays. A lot of times you'll get deals for the next year and things like that. So, you know, we try to plan ahead for Christmas, which we celebrate aggressively. We, we celebrate Christmas with gift giving. We love giving gifts in our house. So we try to celebrate it as aggressively as, as possible. And the same with birthdays. And when we do that, Prime Days is a day where we can sometimes find good deals. However, you can fall into a trap of looking through Prime Days without having any idea what you're looking for. And you get caught up in the sales and the deals and like, hey, this is 75% off and you don't need a portable camping fire. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only, you know, $12.99 and normally it's $49.99. So you're like, hey, this is a deal. I'm going to use it sometime in my life. And so you buy it. That might have happened once or twice yeah. in our lives. Just saying. And so we're trying to be, as we've told you in the weeks past, trying to be a little bit more structured uh, with uh, doing things like that and, and that kind of spending. Because when you're not uh, in stores all the time and you go to Amazon, you're like, oh, man, what do I need? I feel like there's something coming up that I need. And you start looking for that one thing and then you get sidetracked by something else. You're like, oh, this would be a good book or this, you know. And so what we've done to come around to the point, what we've done is we've we've in, in Amazon, if you have an account with them. Uh, which we do, we have a Prime account, uh, you can make these lists. Uh, you might call them shopping list or wish list. And so I have a list personally for each one of my kids and for my wife. And this has been going on for a couple of years where if I see something that I would like to buy them one day for a gift or for Christmas or for birthday, I'll just throw it into their list. And then when it comes around to their birthday, I can go through their list and look for ideas of maybe some things, some thoughts I've had in the past. Well, I did the same thing except a list just for Prime Day. So as we're coming up to Prime, there might be things that we'd like to get, but it'd be great if they were on sale. So we started throwing stuff in a Prime Day list. So just throwing it out there to you, if you guys uh, are into sales and you, and you like to shop for future gifts ahead of time um, and you don't want to get caught um, in the web of sales, then what you do is just start a list and start adding things to it for Christmas and for your kids. Some of the biggest things I've put in that list as of now are different uh, board games mm. that, you know, games can be very expensive, mm -hmm. but I think games are very important there to me. They're oftentimes like books and that you can collect them and they last a very long time and they're great to reuse and they're great for family time and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. So we, we've put a lot of games in there, and hopefully those games, you know, uh, come on sale. And so things like that. Uh, things that, And also, those are great Christmas gifts because you can turn around and give those to the kids, but, you know, the whole family can enjoy them. Have they announced yet what day that's going to be, or do it's they keep July. it a secret? It, I've read a couple of websites where it looks like it's going to be July. Last year was June, but normally it's in July. So, so they keep the exact date. Around. They the don't, secret. Yeah, it's not centered around any specific holiday, so they don't need to worry about a date of a holiday. They just pick the time. So that's coming up in July, and maybe if we get some good deals, we'll share with you what we got. Uh, I may or may not have some Christmas presents in there for Trista, so mm -hmm. yeah. I forget, honestly. And that, you found that's a way why to hide that from me? That's why I say I may or may not, because <laughs> I literally have forgotten if I, if I did. 
So a couple things, um, not to change the subject swiftly, but there's just a couple little tidbits we want to say. First of all, we'd like to say congratulations to Jackson Sharpetta for graduating high school, our nephew. And we'd like to say congratulations to Miss Abigail Williams, our niece, for graduating high school. Uh, Y'all did awesome. Their parents are very proud of them. Sorry we can't be there. But hope you're having a great graduation. Mm -hmm. Then we also, the last two weeks, I've been meaning to do this, and I forget every single week. But we want to say a very, very big congratulations to a faithful fan and her husband, for having their first child, Aww. their first baby. And you're trying to think of the baby's name. I know, I know it. I you just do? Did, I just didn't know if we were going to say it. We can say the baby's name, yes. Evelyn. Evelyn. Evelyn, are you listening, Evelyn? <laughs> Evelyn, welcome to Explicitly Us. You will be a listener for the rest of your life or until we stop producing shows. <laughs> Congratulations, Amber and Tyler, on your very first baby. Can't wait to meet Evelyn. We're very, very happy for you, and you're going to make great parents because you have us as friends. <laughs> uh, so that was a, something that I've been wanting to okay. do. Yeah. And, yeah, I haven't had the opportunity, so thanks, thanks for permitting me to do that, Trista. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we had some feedback from past uh, show, and very good feedback, I thought, on the subject of being a hero. And very good. And I hope we were clear when we were talking that that everybody has heroes. Everybody has their own hero and uh, different people in their lives that are heroes. And that's completely and uh, very legitimate and acceptable, of course. And so what I was directly speaking about was um, society heroes or just just, you know, if you join such and such field you're automatically a hero that's what i was expressing and that you know those those times and those branches need to be reserved for explicit heroes who go above and beyond their just enlistment right so but of course many of you uh shared your heroes with us and we thank you for that and hope they uh, had lasting impact in your life and of course we would want that and then some of you even gave us some information about what is it audie murphy some mm -hmm. feedback on audie murphy and all that stuff mm -hmm. i've forgotten it now i'm not looking at it but <laughs> thank you for the feedback and thank you for letting us know um where we may have made errors or or if we are right on something so with that trista i want to show uh listen to a harvey do you have uh, anything else that you wanted to share i did have one more thing what you want to share um, I just had an inspirational thought for today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. She can't preach, and so she has to bring an inspirational thought. Well, I saw this the other day, and it just really stuck with me. And at some point, I'm going to post it somewhere in the house. Okay. Um, I just haven't decided how to do that yet. But it struck me because I often have a discussion one of, with one of our children um, who struggles to control themselves sometimes. And I feel like I'm constantly saying, you know, have self-control, you know, control this, control that. And so I just saw this um, thought 
that was a good reminder to maybe keep just to post somewhere and look at because there are things that are out of our control. There are things that others do to us. And so I often tell this particular child of mine, you can't control what others do to you or how others respond to you or treat you. But there are things that you can control about yourself or towards others. And so this list kind of summed that up. And it just says things you can control, and there are five things. Number one, your attitude. Number two, your words. Number three, your manners. Number four, your actions. And number five, your effort. And I thought that just kind of encompasses pretty much everything um, that I would like for this child of mine to to take and apply in their life. And so it would be just a good reminder to have somewhere for them to see and to be reminded. I agree. And no, folks, she's not talking about me. <laughs> But yes, that is that is excellent. I think I've seen that somewhere myself, and I agree. I completely agree. That's why she's the best mother in the world, folks. She's the best, and I'm sure all the kids will appreciate that. The other day, what did I have Callie do? She did something, and I <laughs> and I told her to write something out like ten times. Oh, it was a word. She was taking a test. This is last year at the end of school. She was taking a test. Was it a spelling test? No, she doesn't do spelling. It was something. It was some kind of test. And she wouldn't know how to spell a word in this test. And she asked her mom, who was sitting across the table, Mom, how do you spell this word? And I'm not always in the room present. And usually, let's be honest, Trista would be like, it's this. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even remember what the word was. But I just, I sometimes I get a... I would say a bee in my bonnet, but I don't wear bonnets. So I'm going to say a spur under my saddle. I get a spur under my saddle when I hear my kids say this. And no, I I was not a perfect student. And yes, I did take a lot of shortcuts. And perhaps that's what aggravates me so much. And that I, I want them to do better. And so she said that. I said, you know what? We actually own a dictionary. And you can look up any word you want in that dictionary and she said i know but this is easier i can just ask mom and she'll just tell me i said go get the dictionary and look it up and then she started arguing Mm -hmm. she said but i can i said okay now you're going to get the dictionary and you're going to write the word 20 times and she says but dad i said five more times (laughs) keep talking and she said dad mom Five more times. Go ahead. Go. You're at 30. And she finally stopped talking. Literally, I think she was at 30 or 35 times. And she finally stopped talking. She went and got the dictionary. She wrote it down. We had a good laugh. She'll never forget how to spell the word again. But there's no point to my story. Only that. She did not control. She did not control herself. Many things in that scenario. And, uh, <laughs> but literally, it <laughs> She could not stop. She could not stop her <laughs> mouth from talking, even though she was getting added words, you know, uh, five words at a time. It was the funniest thing. And then finally she just slammed her head on the table and started laughing and went and got the dictionary. So we had a, that was fun. Oh, and then we've been playing our trivia game oh, more. We've been playing it more. 
And this time, did, did we win again? You did. Like, we couldn't get yellow. So We were ahead this time. Let me, let me see if this is right. The last time, it was me, Clayton, and AJ. And we won. Yes. And this time, you took Clayton and AJ, and I took Callie and Oliver, and we won. So, I'm just saying, there is a common denominator in that. And you, You're the smartest one in the family. I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying. It would seem that way. I don't think I am. I'm just saying I'm the I'm common just, denominator. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not boasting or anything. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, you know, if the smart hat fits, you wear it. You know what that also means? What's that? That means I'm the weakest link. Ooh, <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a funny show, wasn't it? Mm. All right, real quick. Let's listen to Paul Harvey and let these people get back to the day. Man, it's 37 minutes. Y'all stay with us. This is going to be a good one, I can tell. Now, the rest of the story. From the beginning, it was clear to all involved that this was to be no ordinary archaeological excavation, so the team of specialists proceeded with unusual care. So dense with artifacts was likely to be this site, that core samples were taken first to determine which specific areas had been more recently disturbed and which had remained untouched by intervening time. The American University archaeologists, under the direction of Dr. Neil Lopinot, thus examined the entire area, were related by the degree to which the site had been unspoiled. In the northwest extreme of the dig, a limestone wall almost perfectly intact. Carefully, the team dug deeper, wider, discovering that the stone construction had been circular, measuring about one and a half meters across. The initial conjecture, an artesian well, and the deeper they dug, the deeper the structure reached into the earth. To date, a bottom has not been found. Next, numerous areas of hand-laid brick. Some appeared to have been pathways, one area in particular, the floor of what must at one time have been a room, maybe a small building. And then the scientists unearthed the mother load. Garbage. The archaeologists had struck trash. For a society is often best studied from the perspective of what it throws away. And here at this most promising dig, what had once been a refuse location was brought forth from the blackness. First discarded bones, the bones of animals that had been eaten. And from the type of butchering marks on them, it quickly became evident that the humans who had once frequented this site had been one family, had raised and butchered their own meat. Next, ceramics of unquestionable date, dates coinciding precisely with the target dates of the dig. At the top of this archaeological feature, three heat-damaged shards, the fragment of a kaolin pipe stem, the handle of a stoneware pitcher, beneath that a flow blue shard, some yellowware, some blue and green shell-aged ceramics, some annular white paste earthware, and the puzzle pieces of what subsequently reconstructed to form a large, essentially complete bowl, the essence of the presence of charcoal and ash, the heat spalling of the ceramics left no doubt in the minds of the investigators. This had once been the site of accumulating debris, had been burned at least once, probably innumerable times. I have before me an impressive series of photographs, a pictorial documentation of more than 2,000 intriguing artifacts, 
just recently discovered. 2,000 of them included among the historical treasures are square nails, bottles of various shapes and sizes, and all from an excavation site which is surely no bigger than your own backyard. For you see, once upon a time, this archaeological dig was somebody's backyard. And that somebody was somebody known to you for the period targeted by this team of experts from the University of Missouri-St. Louis was 1835 to 1855, a time during which a certain child was growing up, a child who was to make an extraordinary impression on all of us. For now, not only do we know more about his times, but we know so much more about his life from the painstaking archaeological investigation of his family's trash at the Hannibal, Missouri backyard of the boyhood home of Mark Twain. Now you know the rest of the story. I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be more exciting than that. <laughs> that was terrible. I actually thought it was going to be really exciting, and the only reason I was thinking about Mark Twain was because... In our trivia game, we've had a lot of questions about authors, and Mark Twain has come up. And I thought, this is going to be great. Paul Harvey, <laughs> you flopped, man. That was terrible. That was not entertaining at all. Okay. Now, we'll do better ones than that, guys. I might even just delete this one from my <laughs> library. I don't even get the point. I don't. I'm done. I know. Forever. Well, anyways. Trista, thanks for sitting down and talking. Sure. You guys have a great day. We love you. Trista, I love you. Love you too. Hey, if they wanted to get with us, if they want to talk with us, where could they reach out to us at? Hit oh, the button. Hit the button. <laughs> Explicitly us at gmail.com. Yeah. Does it go Not with the, the music? Same? No, it's, we need you. Okay, I'll do it. All right, where can they reach us at? Explicitly us at gmail.com. That's better. Now, I'll, I'm all for re recording it. And visit us on Instagram. Oh, yeah, on Instagram. I'll post some pictures of our children's books. Okay, explicitly underscore us. And our inspirational thought. There you go. We have something to post. Woo-hoo. All right. Anyways, next time. Love you, Tris. Love you. Hey, wait a second. Did you know Explicitly Us is on Instagram? Just search explicitly underscore us, or you can find the link on the show description. You will be able to see photos and videos on the various topics and stories we share. Do you have any friends? Invite them to share in the fun too. Until next time, be happy, be blessed.